championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. How are everybody's nerves doing? Let's go. The Lakers beat the Golden State Warriors. Matt Peralta is fired up because his guy Wes Matthews went nuts. What a game. About as stressful of a game as we've seen in a long time. But the Lakers do walk away with the win against the Golden State Warriors. So much to break down. Not just what happened in this game, but looking ahead now to the Phoenix Suns. The Lakers officially now in the playoffs. They're the seventh seed. Get the Phoenix Suns in round one. Chris, the Masterpiece Masters, also joining here. Chris, I know you're tired, man, but you got to still be pumped after that game. Oh, man. I, you know, I think, I don't know if pumped is the right word. And yeah, it's late for me. It's about 12.52 a.m. I think I'm relieved, man. I, I just told you guys as we did our uh, hot mic before this, man, I just expected a more comfortable win tonight. So uh, it was kind of an atrocious first half for us offensively. Sure, I know we're going to get into all this, but um, I am relieved, happy that we got the win tonight. But my goodness, I mean, that was very stressful. I just got to, you know, if you're not, if you're just an A fan, sure, that was awesome. If you're a Laker fan, man, that was a, a stressful game, I think. It was stressful, but it's a game I'll look back on fondly now, now that it's now that it's over. And by the way, just to give you guys an idea of how fired up Lakers fans are, we've crashed the chat already. Already the, the, the chat crashed on, on my end. That was that was absolutely fantastic. So that was oh my gosh. I mean, what a up and down emotional roller coaster. The Lakers down 13 at halftime. And to his credit, the whole way through, Matt Peralta over on our hot mic watch party kept saying. Kept saying, these are the moments you live for. This is what makes the winning so great is when you can come back. And lo and behold, it happened. Credit to you, Matt. You called it. I am Matt the Optimist for a reason. The entire way through, <laughs> I said, guys, there's a lot of game left. The Lakers, in, in my gut, I just, like, there was no way they were going to lose this game. Was it more stressful than I anticipated? Absolutely. But did I ever lose faith? No, you know why? Because Anthony Davis and LeBron James are Lakers and Wes Matthews is a Laker and we're going to talk about it later, but I'm just saying right now, my guy Wes Matthews is going to help the Lakers in the playoffs. So I'm I'm pumped, I'm Jack. I'm normally very calm on these things, but man, I feel so alive. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, here's what here's what we're going to do tonight. I know we're all fired up, so here's what we're going to do. So on, if you hear us call your name, you ask a question, throw out a comment, whatever, from YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, doesn't matter. We're going to send you a LakersNation.com license plate frame plus a LakersNation.com t-shirt, okay? So we're adding a little bit of extra prize in there. All you got to do is shoot me a DM on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane, and we will send you one of those. I'm seeing the questions and comments already coming flying in, and I've got a super chat here that says, Goat James. <laughs> from uh, from Doma Drama. Yes, LeBron with that big three. I guess let's run through some of the stats just to kind of recap what we just saw, which is still absolutely incredible. Uh, you had Steph Curry did indeed blow up for 37. Matt, you said, again, you're the prognosticator of all prognosticators. Matt, you said earlier today, we did a Twitter spaces, and you said Steph is going to need 40 for the Warriors to win. Steph scored 37 and they lost by three. I'm a little bit freaked out by that. I'm not going to lie. Guys, this is why Lakers Nation brought me to to the site and to the videos now. <laughs> the Lakers are undefeated in the finals when I'm part of the team. I'm going for 2-0 and oh this year. <laughs> Steph would need Vredom at least 40 to win tonight some people were saying 50 i said he needed at least 40 he got 37 i'm not good at math but 40 37 is less than 40 so therefore the warriors lost that's, that's exactly how it, how it went down uh anthony davis on the night 25 points 12 boards two assists two steals one block 10 of 24 shooting which is really good considering at one point he was what two for 12 two for 13 something two like for that. 13 oh my yeah. gosh Jack, that's that's quite a comeback rough. well if he was yeah. two for 13 Nine and of he 11. finished 10. And he, yeah, I mean, that's that's 9 of 11. That's incredible. LeBron James, 22 points, 11 boards, 10 assists, 2 steals, uh, 2 threes for LeBron, including that big one. At the end, shot clock winding down, fading away. Had no business making that, but he drains it and gives the Lakers 
the lead. Dennis Schroeder, I'm already seeing a lot of negative comments about just, him. I, I was just, not pleased with his performance tonight. 12 points, minus 20 and plus minus five assists. Three for 14 shooting, and Frank Vogel had to yank him at the end of the game, which was the right call. 14 for Alex Caruso on 6 of 12 and 2 of 3 from 3. Um, some noteworthy stats there, for sure. I think what's interesting, though, when you look at this, Andre Drummond, 17 minutes. We said going in, this was not going to be an Andre Drummond game. This was not going to be a Marcus Gasol game. This was going to be an Anthony Davis at the 5 game. Fans on social media were screaming to get Drummond off the floor and let AD be the five. And lo and behold, as soon as Frank Vogel did that, the Lakers offense completely opened up. AD had room to operate. And that was the difference between AD shooting jumpers and AD getting to the rim. Changed everything. I'm not saying Drummond is done. I'm not saying Drummond is out of the rotation. I'm not saying Drummond is not going to be useful. I think he is going to be. But tonight was very clearly an Anthony Davis at the five game. And I'm glad that Frank Vogel went to it. Maybe we can criticize him for not going there early enough. But at the end of the day, they got the job done with it. Yep. That's a formula for going to be most of the playoffs. I mean, even last year, AD at mm-hmm. the five. I mean, that is uh, the formula. And, and uh, I mean, whenever AD – I just hate it when AD settling for jumpers. And like you said, yeah. it seems like that happens when you have uh, Drummond or another uh, – or an actual center in the game. So we got a super chat coming in. Um and it was from G-Man and then some numbers that flew past me. But the basic gist oh of the God. question was, Caruso shined tonight. Schroeder was trash, was what, was what it said. Schroeder was not so good. Yeah. You know what? This was a bad game for Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. I can't look at this and just say, that's it. Schroeder is awful, right? Like, that's that's not accurate. Okay, Schroeder's had some nice moments for this team this year. Tonight, though, the Lakers needed both guards to step up, and I felt like, Caruso did. Schroeder, he had a few flashes where he got to the line and things like that. But overall, defensively, Caruso made such a difference that he was the guy to guy to go to. Again, Schroeder was a minus 20 on the night. Caruso was a plus four. That is a very, very big difference Schroeder, between the two guards. Schroeder's a master lock candidate for tonight. That's uh, how bad it was, I think, at certain points. I've got a another super chat coming in. Oh, I just missed it. It flew past. I'm going to have to see if I can go back and uh, and dig in it. We have so many people in our chat right now that these are flying past me. Just, just I, flying by. Which yeah, is, it's crazy. Which is great. We, uh, we, but not only did the Lakers win today, but they secured seven. So now we know they're going to be playing the Suns in the first round too. We yes. love that. Absolutely. Joseph Palacios with a super chat. Can we talk about how valuable Caruso is? Uh, (laughs) Do we really want to talk value when Caruso is going to be a free agent (laughs) in a few months? He's made himself some money. I thought, you know, for, so the word that came out right a a couple of days ago was that Dennis Schroeder, one of the reasons why he hasn't signed his extension with the Lakers is because he wants to be the lead ball handler on a marquee team. And that's something the Lakers can't offer him because LeBron James is here. I think tonight he just reinforced the reasons why teams might look at him and say he can't do that. Um, I, we've called him an optimistic passer all season. His optimistic passes tonight were costly. They turned into live ball turnovers and got the Warriors out in transition. We saw him defensively have some issues. Granted, it was Steph Curry, though. But still, tonight, Dennis Schroeder is not going to be pointing at this game when he's sitting at the table in free agency saying, Hey, I want more than 84 million over four years. Nope. Agreed. Yeah, uh, this, uh, this is not a uh, game that's going to, yeah, this is not, this is not a game that's going to earn Dennis money. That's for sure. Uh, Sean Mills from YouTube, the super chat said, can the Lakers continue their success? If AD continues to struggle shooting outside. Um, no, but I don't like. I feel like this was more of an outlier game in terms of Anthony Davis's outside shooting, and it did start to come back around a little bit as the game went on. But he was just he was ice cold to start. Yeah, oh, yeah I mean, it was. Yeah, we we were talking about it on the. On, we were saying that we didn't need posting up over Draymond Green. We we wanted him more in space, roll into the basket on the move kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, as far as that goes, I think that's that was part of the early struggles. But yeah, settling for jumpers. Um, you know, AD is more than capable of hitting those on any given night, but I, I thought tonight was a night where 
it exemplified how much the Lakers offense struggles when he's not when he's not hitting from there. Um, and I, I thought he needed to be more aggressive getting to the rim. And we saw that a little bit in the second half, especially when he's at the five. So, um, you know, I, I don't think the Lakers can really survive that many games if he's going to be this ice cold. Luckily, they pulled one out tonight. But as as gets tougher, I, I think the Lakers will have a hard time winning games if that's if that's how he's going to shoot. Well, and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't just AD too. Remember what when we went into the third quarter, wasn't LeBron, AD, and Dennis. two? Yeah, they were two for twenty two or something crazy. So I mean, this this game was just pretty wild, man. In terms of uh, the production and um, you we, know, we the should, way it we should get, we we should give the Warriors credit though because they were a good defensive mm-hmm. team and and we we they they were they were on a good a good run toward the end of the regular season that continued tonight. Only lost. Probably lost, so we, we should give them a little bit of credit there too, because a lot of those misses were because of their. Defense. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's certainly true. The Warriors' defense was locked in; they were doing a nice job. I did feel like the Lakers just missed some makeable shots. Uh, some right. people are not happy with your internet connection, Matt, but um, you're freezing up just, uh, of course. just a little bit, but but not too bad. You're you're okay. Um, let's get into the. I, I think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Suns. We're also going to have a lot of questions coming in, so let's go ahead and do the next man up. Let's highlight one guy that we thought did really, really well. And let's start with you, Chris. Who would be your next man up for, for tonight's game? Chris? Or did we lose Chris? Oh, no. Oh. Chris Chris uh, somehow got put in the master lock. All right, well, Matt, then you're up. <laughs> well, I think Chris is coming back. But, oh, there's, uh, there's Chris. Sorry, yeah, guys, my, headset, my headset just went out. No worries. Um, we've already brought up his name quite a bit. Trevor and I talked about this on one of the last videos we did, breaking this game. Uh, who the next man up would be, in my opinion, and I said it would be Alex Caruso. Um, so I, I feel like he's the easy answer, and he was my pick before this video. But, I mean, it's a West Matthews night. It's a West Matthews night. Like, oh, we're doing guys. the next man like, up? We're doing next yeah, man we're up. we're doing so- next Matthews for me. Uh, he had three points, one rebound, one assist, but he is a plus 17. I thought that he swung the game in the fourth quarter in particular with his defense. He made a couple of nice rotations, got a couple block calls, uh, got a miss off of Andrew Wiggins. Um, obviously not the best. Impact tonight was was so immeasurable, really. I know you can measure with plus minus, but I really thought it went beyond the box score tonight. He did all the little things. I think you know now that Frank Vogel is going to trust him in big moments like tonight, for instance. So I'm going to go Wes Matthews. I don't care how many points he scores. Because I really thought he swung the game tonight. Agreed. I, I liked him a lot. I liked what he did out there. He did, you know, the, you look at the counting stats and it's not like he's going to jump off the screen at you. One for four shooting. One board, three points. You go, oh, well, what did he do? No, he made big plays, drawing charges. He was really good defensively tonight. I thought when the Lakers needed it, he only played 14 minutes. When the Lakers needed him most, though, he was rock solid. Yep. West Island is flourishing. We, we've got so <laughs> much that- real estate going on right now. Did you pick a next man up, Trevor? I did not yet. I would go for mine. I would go with Alex Caruso as the next man up because of the impact that he had on the defensive end of the floor. We saw him strip Steph Curry a few times. We saw how important he was there. Dennis Schroeder was not getting it done on either end of the floor. And Alex Caruso was able to step up. I do still get a little bit concerned about him on the offensive end, but I thought that for the most part, his defense was so, so valuable. And there was a big difference between having him on the floor then Schroeder to the point where in the fourth quarter, when they went back to Schroeder, a few plays in myself and a lot of other people were saying, you got to go back. You've got to go back to Alex Caruso. If you're going to win this Schroeder just didn't have it tonight. So Caruso's my guy, Chris, who's yours. Uh, I'm going to go also with Caruso. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious. I know we're, we're both, we're looking at Wes and Caruso, both as next man up, but I'm going to go with Caruso for the reason you just brought up the contrast to Dennis Schroeder tonight was uh, vast, and I think that's kind of, and Alex Caruso really came up uh, with some clutch plays for us. I remember, what was that one? He Remember when Alex hit the backboard, and then, like, on the next play? Three, with less strips, Steph, yep. 
Yeah, he Paul George it, but then the next play he uh, completely redeemed. He completely redeemed himself. So um, I just did. I love that moment there, and I would lean Alex Caruso for uh, next man up tonight. I like so, how he Paul was laughing so hard during a hot mic when that happened. So Amar Batulga said uh, from YouTube said I like this show. Thank you, and he and he kicked us a super chat as well. Uh, Fabian Ruiz or Fabian Ruiz with a super chat said. Couldn't watch the game. What was the key for us to winning this game? So what do you think, guys? Like, what was what was the key for the Lakers to walk away with the win? Because everybody was frustrated at halftime. The Lakers were not playing well. I mean, X's and O's wise, I can we can say it was going AD at the five. But was there a mental side to this, you think, that helped the Lakers get through it? I think I think the first half was very much a the Lakers feel, doing their best to feel out the game, see what the Warriors were going to do. Uh, obviously, they got punched in the mouth way early in the game, and then um, Steph obviously started doing Steph and Curry. to have on 13. Uh, obviously, AD at the five is what was the big key here, but I thought defensively they were way more locked in and engaged. Uh, I, I mentioned it during during the show earlier was that, you know, we noticed that the bigs for the Lakers were coming up higher on the ball screens and trapping mm-hmm. Steph higher up court, so he couldn't, you know, pull up. Uh, that was a huge thing, and then obviously too the uh, the warrior the rest of the warrior role players kind of fell down back to earth. They they started shooting so well, and I was like, this is not sustainable. Andrew Wiggins was hitting contested jumpers, and then I think he ended up finishing the night with like one of five from three point land. So you know, I thought that was going to tailor off, and it did. I really and the rotations were a lot better. Going smaller helped obviously because in the first half we saw the Lakers getting burned on the rotations because they were a step or two so slow. So getting rid of Drummond, putting Davis there, uh, just the overall engagement level I think was a lot better in the second half. So I, I think they just basically flipped the switch. And, and Sorry, you cut out a little bit there, yeah, uh, Matt, lo- but I think you finished your statement. I did, I finished, I'm done. All right, so uh, I agree. And I, I think that the the big question, right, heading into this game was can Frank Vogel make in-game adjustments to help win just one game? Like, I felt very confident that in a seven-game series, the Lakers would beat the Warriors. The question was, in one game, can they get that done? Because his thing, Frank Vogel's MO, has been take game one, figure out what the other team's got, counter that, and then spend the rest of the series kicking their butts because you figured out how to counter it. You can't do that in, in this situation. You had to win one game. You mentioned the bigs coming up higher on the screens on Curry. Maybe that's an obvious change to make, but still, it was a change nonetheless. And then going to AD at the five, I thought Vogel, while maybe he was a bit slow, we could argue in terms of making some adjustments, overall, he made the correct ones, right? Pulling Andre Drummond, AD at the five, pulling Schroeder, going with Caruso, right? The, the big decisions, more Wes Matthews, I think the big decisions... He got right, even if we want to gripe about some of the the uh, the more minor ones. Yeah, it was so stressful, though, uh, Trev. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad we got there, but oh man, like some of those possessions in the fourth corner with Steph Curry uh, bringing the ball up court and us within a possession. I mean, you know, somebody in our chat earlier said they lost some gif on this one. Like, I, I kind of feel the same. Like this game uh, aged me a little bit. Uh, I thought we were going to win, but again, to, you know, for it to be as close as it was, my goodness. I've got GS7585 with a super chat. Said, next man up is keeping AD at the five. Yes, that definitely helped out quite a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So apparently after the game, LeBron, Sean Mills, give, give a super chat, said, thoughts on LeBron saying he was shooting at the rim in the middle after he got hit in the eyes. I do want to talk about that play. Um, yeah. But saying so basically LeBron saying he was seeing double or triple or whatever and just trying to shoot between what he was seeing. That's that's got to be a little bit worrisome, right? Uh, just a little bit. Like, you kind of need to see the basket to shoot well. So um, I would. He says he can't see. Is that what you said, Trevor? Yeah. So he's saying that he was seeing double or triple or whatever, and he was just trying to aim for the basket in the middle because he was seeing. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like Rocky hit the one in the middle. Yes, there, there you go. There you go. I like it, Chris. Of course. I like it. Um, let's see here. All right, guys. Let's, because I have a feeling, again, we're going to get to, um, <laughs> we're gonna, I'm looking at some of the comments post-game. There's, there's some funny stuff here. 
Um, I want to get to the master lock of the night. Let's get to that. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, because we're going to have some things to talk about here. So master lock of the night, I'm going to the graphic this time because I think we need it. Folks, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, fire it off in the comments. Who do you think should be in the master lock? I think there's a lot of candidates tonight. So here we go. (laughs) Master lock of the night. Let's do this. guys the master lock has crashed the chat app on my on my end (laughs) of course it did i I love it i love it so let me let me reload that real quick here ah so many different options chris you well actually chris let's go to you first since you are the master of the master lock who are you putting in the master lock tonight Trev, you know how the extent of the amount of options we have tonight, I had to actually start jotting down a list as you put the graphic up. I'm going <laughs> to – let me just start with this potential list and see where everybody's at with me. All right, let's um, do it. I'm putting the most obvious master lock call, especially from uh, Laker fans, would be the referees, of course. Oh, my goodness, but yes. That, yes, the referees are very can- candidates for uh, master locks tonight, but we got a few others. We've also got Danny Green for the obvious uh, play. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. So, yeah. Draymond Green. Oh, what, what did I say? You said Danny Fro- Green. Freudian <laughs> Okay, well, Draymond Green. I, I mean, it's one thirty in the morning for me, guys. Bear with me. But Draymond Green, uh, Dennis Schroeder is a master lock candidate, mm-hmm. I think, tonight. And then the very last master lock candidate is Matt's Wi-Fi. <laughs> that, that is that is indeed popping up quite a bit in here. That's, Matt's Wi-Fi. That was ac- that was actually mine, Chris. But uh, <laughs> sorry, but I mean, I'm going with the refs personally. I like okay. uh, again. I want to hear what you guys. But I mean, those are candidates. But I think the referees, far and away from a, a Laker fan standpoint, I mean, there was a lot of frustration amongst the three of us uh, for tonight's game and some of the no calls and just some. Of the physicality that they were letting uh, get by and all that. So uh, I don't know. Where would you guys uh, rank your master locks? So I think the, the ref one is a good one. If that's, if that's what you're going with. I mean, the, the ref one, obviously there was that first half was brutal. It felt like, especially when your team's down and you're not playing well, when the calls start going against you. And especially when they're, they seem pretty egregious. Um, Anthony Davis, not being able to buy a foul call. Alex Caruso getting slapped across both arms on the layup that he finished and, but no call should have gotten an and one there. It was one thing after another, after another, the officiating crew was just having a really rough night. Um, so I think that is a very, very valid master lock. Matt, you're going with your own Wi-Fi, Is that right? <laughs> uh, I, I feel like it's been an issue. We've talked about it offline a little bit. Um, I'm sure the chat loves me stuttering in and out. Uh, no, on a serious note, though, I, I feel like the master lock <laughs> definitely was Draymond Green for me. Yeah. Um, it was just not a good play. There were two plays in the last couple minutes that happened. The shoulder block on AD, with, he, he, and he was tra- and he was uh, called for a charge, which was the right call. But then, obviously, the uh, hands to the face for LeBron was very concerning, especially how he landed. Um, you know, you just don't like to see that kind of play. I'm sure Draymond didn't mean He still did it, and it wasn't called the flagrant, which we were saying was was incorrect. So uh, I know it's easy to pick on Draymond because he's Draymond, but I thought in that case that play in particular stood out. So I, I got to go Draymond Green. All right, so I've got uh, Sean Mills from YouTube with a super chat that refs were awful, calling that hit to Braun's face a common foul. I agree. That's that's where I'm going with this, and and so I'm I'm actually agreeing with both of you guys in this. It's the refs and Draymond. <laughs> yeah, because I think number one, Draymond goes straight to the face of LeBron, right? Straight to his face, hands right into his face. That's not a great play from from Draymond Green, right? Particularly that point in the game, everything's pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, I don't know, it's getting chippy, right? And so Draymond going straight to LeBron's face didn't like that one bit. Didn't like the flop on Anthony Davis where he just he just falls down and takes the AD out with his legs and the ref 
bought it and all that, all that stuff. But that's Draymond being Draymond, right? But still, I think it's worthy of a master lock. The referees, the calls were bad all game. There were some issues. How on earth did Draymond Green stay in that game? Like, I, I tell you guys time and time again, I am biased, right? I grew up on this team. I'm going to look at things through purple and gold lenses. I'm always going to give you that point of view, right? There's there's no getting around it. There's no me turning in my fan card and try, and just being objective. Some people can do that. I would not be genuine if I did that. So I will tell you flat out, I am biased. I'm a biased perspective, 100%. But it, I can't see in any way that Draymond should have stayed in that game when the rules are, if it's to the head, it's got to be flagrant. At the very least, it should have been a flagrant one, right? At the very least, hands straight to the head of LeBron James. There's a, a serious collision there. Obviously, he hit the floor pretty hard, did damage to LeBron. How on earth do the referees go and review that and say, no, that's a common foul? To me, that is the definition of a flagrant foul. And it's it blows my mind. You know, seeing that officiating crew miss one fairly simple call after another after another, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but that was just a bad moment, bad play by Draymond Green, and that a bad reaction to it by the officials. And I'm still amazed that I had people on Twitter arguing that there was no way it should have been a flagrant foul, that it was just a common foul. The referees got it right. I, I do not see it that way at all. And it was so stressful for us because, remember, uh, there was a minute there where we were thinking there might be something wrong with leg because he landed mm-hmm. kind of funny on one of his – that was that was probably the most stressful part of the game. Right. That, good, that couple minutes right there where LeBron is down and then they came back to LeBron's face and you could see his eyes were tearing up, which yep. initially had me thinking that he was, like, seriously injured. But in actuality, what happened was he just got hit in the nose. But, uh, man, that was not – that was definitely not my favorite moment of tonight's game. That was actually my least favorite moment by far was that whole exchange. Yeah. I feel like your heart just collectively sunk, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had I had the thought the thought that was in my head in that moment before the referees made the call because I thought for sure the refs were going to come back and Draymond was going to be out of the game. Before the referees made that call, the thought that was going through my head was Draymond just ended the Lakers season. That's that's what I thought happened there. With the way LeBron landed on his knee and the tears in his eyes, I misinterpreted to him reacting, reacting yeah. to a knee injury rather than right. him that was the end of the season. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought that was that was it. Oof. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. Yeah, but was it terrible. was one. So be happy. Well, and one other thing too. One thing we still can't figure out, Trev, and I think I've seen somebody else mention that was how. Where the I, we couldn't hear it because we didn't have audio of the game, but there was a lot of Warrior fans apparently in Staples Center tonight, which is very odd to us. I know there's four thousand people let in the building, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know what we what to yeah, make Alex of that. Alex Pedroza asking that in a super chat. Why were there so many Warriors fans there? I don't know. That was a little bit weird. That was a little bit strange that there was so much of a reaction. It did sound like the crowd got got very loud pro Lakers, so maybe it was the kind of thing where. You know, when the Warriors were winning, they're the ones being loud. The Warriors fans who were in the building, but it did it did seem like there was an uncomfortable amount of Warriors fans in the in the building there. Yeah, yeah, that's just weird. <laughs> More people saying Master Lock Matt's Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm sorry, I can't do anything. I'm trying, <laughs> <laughs> trying. All right. Well, look, let's, um, all right. I've got Tony Martinez with a super chat here from YouTube said, do you think it's harder for the coach to bench Dennis knowing it could increase the chance that he leaves? Hmm. I would, I would have to hope that come playoff time, it's just win whatever it takes to win. Everything else will sort itself out. If I'm, you know, uh, maybe it's a thought in the back of your mind, but like if Dennis Schroeder leaves and benching him means you get to go win an NBA championship, you do that a hundred times out of a hundred, right? Yep. Yep. Right. Totally. I'm sure. I think that's why Andre Drummond got so many minutes tonight too, because you know they promised him a starting role. They promised him, you know, he'd play alongside LeBron and AD. 
Dennis Schroeder. You know, they traded a first-round pick in Danny Green's contract to get him. So I, I think there's a little bit of politics involved. Going to, you know, play Dennis for the sake of playing Dennis. I think he'll put the five guys out there that are the best fit. So uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a worry for this Lakers team, but I do think that, you know, it is going to be a factor in Dennis's decision when he hits free agency. So we'll see. But if you're a Lakers fan, you're not worried about playoffs and trying to get another that that's that's where the focus should be right now right 100 the, the focus is on winning a championship and if that means you know you don't worry about hurting somebody's feelings right now you don't worry about what somebody's next contract is going to look like right now you put the guys on the floor they're going to help you win and like we saw last season right there's times where a, a certain series or a certain matchup dictates that some guys should play and other guys should not. And those guys might be needed in the next round. Look, Dwight didn't play against the Houston Rockets. He played, though, against the Denver Nuggets. Yep, it can true. be matchup dependent. Yep. Yep. All right, let's let's talk about this. So just to kind of put a put a cap on, on this one and, uh, and put a bow on it, I suppose. Somebody said Trevor mm-hmm. looks stressed i think over matt's wi-fi i'm not <laughs> i'm i'm making sure that i that i fully get everything that he's that he's saying here but uh for the most part it's it's, it's hanging in there it's hanging yeah. in there just like um, the lakers tonight by a just like we, can, we can just make out what you're saying matt i'm glad <laughs> we're getting through it next game so just to put a bow on on this one um, the Lakers getting the win here, it was crucial for a few reasons, right? First of all, it gives them now a few days off. They don't start the series against the Phoenix Suns until Sunday. Uh, the team waiting for the Warriors is now the Memphis Grizzlies. I think that's another thing that's great for the NBA because the Grizzlies and Warriors already had an amazing battle. And now we get to do that again. We get to see that on Friday. That's fantastic. If you like good basketball, that's going to be a very, very fun one. Grizzlies versus Warriors again on Friday. I also think it keeps the it keeps the possibility alive of the number one seed and the number two seed seeing the Lakers and the Warriors. Like of the two teams that you would not expect the one seed and the two seed to have to see, man, that, that's rough that's for the Utah Jazz and the, and the Phoenix Suns, I think. That up I in love, our Twitter spaces today. Mm-hmm. I love our path though, man. You know, now that you're getting onto that, I mean, I'm so happy we got this win tonight because i love the path we're on now you know phoenix in the first round i feel good about that matchup what is it potentially denver in the second round a jamal murray in this uh, denver Uh denver and portland yeah one of those two teams so i mean like and then potentially the clippers in the western conference i mean this is as good you know, tonight was a little too close for comfort, but this pathway for us, I think, is as good as we could have asked for at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. 100%. 100%. Agreed. I think this is not bad. Look, you're talking about, yeah, Phoenix. You're talking about Denver or Utah. Like that. Great. I like it. Um, all right. Let's look ahead. Let's move on. This is a great game. I may rewatch this game after we finish this while I'm, while I'm editing the audio for the podcast. I might have to, because this was a this was a great game, but let's talk about what's next. Phoenix Suns coming up starting on Sunday. The Phoenix Suns have their best season in years, finishing the two seed, and their reward is getting to see the reigning defending 17-time NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers. Jose Moreno says, Hey Trevor, what are your thoughts on who should be in the starting lineup against the Suns? I think we're gonna see the same starting lineup. I think I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see the Lakers stick with Andre Drummond at the five because they've got DeAndre Ayton in the middle for Phoenix. So I, I would imagine that's what we're going to see. But the bottom line is crunch time. I think it's going to be AD at the five once again. But what are your thoughts, guys? I, I think it's Andre Drummond at the five, too. Um, he's just the token starter, I think, for the Lakers this year. Um, but I don't really... I think it's important to remember it doesn't really matter who starts for the Lakers. It's about who's closing. So, yeah, I think sure. we'll, yeah, yeah, I think we'll get some some Draymond or uh, some Drum in the start. Uh, sorry, Drum in the start. And but uh, you know, again, yeah, AD at the five seems like the recipe. But um, I'm sure that's going to change up from uh, matchup to matchup. That could change for the Denver Nuggets matchup, right? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that could change depending on the matchup. But for this one against Phoenix, I do I think Drummond starts. I think eighty at the five is is something you're still going to see, particularly if the Suns go to like Frank Kaminsky, like player players like that. You're going to see more of that. Um, they do have some interesting guys that they can turn to. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, that guy's been shooting threes very very well. He could be really tough to so deal good. with on the perimeter. He's yeah, he's very good. And then of course Chris Paul. Um, Devin Booker, KCP. Look, KCP had a great defensive performance uh, ago against Devin Booker. Can he replicate that? Can we see that continue into the playoffs? If he can, the Lakers are going to be in really good shape because Devin Booker can flat out score the basketball. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I think the Lakers do pose some matchup problems, though, for this Phoenix Suns team. I think it's going to be interesting to see what Phoenix tries to throw at the Lakers. And if they have anybody who can really deal with Anthony Davis, because AD went berserk on them last time around. Guys, this is why I'm so optimistic. Um, We've been saying how the Lakers, Ryan brought it up in our Twitter. Mm -hmm. The Lakers are going to have to be dealing with a lot of talented guards in the Western conference. Right. But no one has the front court to match with the Lakers. So uh, at the end of the day, size and versatility still matter. Uh, this Lakers team just happens to be, those happen to be their strengths. Phoenix has no rigs. So um, I, I think it's going to be an entertaining series for sure. Phoenix is too good. They've earned that two seed. They were they played really well the entire year. Chris Paul, Devin Booker is about as good of a backcourt as you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that team quite a bit. They're a good three-point shooting team as well. So there's all set. Um, at the end of the day, if the Lakers are rounding into form like they did tonight, I know it was stressful, but we saw what they can look like at their peak. I think the Lakers take this at six games tops. I like it. I like the the prediction, Chris. You agree? Lakers in six? I I'm not. I feel like, uh, well. Yeah. I mean, this could be six, but I, I also feel like. I mean, it could be a gentleman sweep thing again. You know what I mean? Like we did a lot sure. of that last mm-hmm. year. So I, I'm going to say it's it's either gentleman sweep or or it's done in six. But either way, I, I feel super confident about this first round matchup. Not to say it won't be competitive and that Phoenix isn't good. It's just again you're you're putting, you know, Chris Paul's got the most experience on the team, but you're putting this team against the LeBron James led Lakers team with the uh, veteran, the veterans we have on this team. I just think they'll be able to take care of business. And, I, and again, I think we're just going to get better and better as the uh with each game we play essentially uh which is a good reason why you know all the teams that uh that tanked those last couple games of the season to avoid the lakers in the first round to the lakers in the second round i don't think that's going to end up working out too well for you because as you can see the the lakers are a little rusty right now if there's any time to catch them it's probably going to be early unless knock on wood somebody were to get hurt obviously right right so the Suns, when we're looking at this matchup, Jay Crowder, I think we're going to see a lot of him on Anthony Davis, which I like that matchup. AD has the the five, uh, has the 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 size, I'm sorry, the size advantage over, over him. So I think we're going to see, he can be pesky though. He's a guy where I worry about him in terms of potentially hurting somebody because he likes to get <laughs> guys. And so I am right. concerned there, but... Jay Crowder on Anthony Davis. I, overall, I like that matchup. You've got Andre Drummond to deal with DeAndre Ayton. Uh, there are going to be some times where AD's at the five, though, of course. LeBron is going to be defended by Mikhail Bridges, who I think is good. He's a really good player, and he can hit threes, so that's going to be... I, you know, I don't think he can hold the candle to LeBron, but of course, he can do some good things in his role. The big matchup for me, though, is going to be that KCP-Devin Booker matchup. Can KCP continue to make Devin Booker work? Again, not stop him, make him work. If you can do that, that's going to go a very long way. And then I'm looking at, you know, we look at the bench for the Suns. That's where I think the Lakers can really enforce their will in terms of the size advantage. When you look at the Suns bench, they don't really have a bruiser coming off the bench. And so that's where a guy like a Montrezl Harrell can come in there and score points for you. Marcus Gasol, I think, can do some things, particularly when they're running Frank Kaminsky out there. I, I'm really interested to see how the benches match up because I see that as a pretty good, pretty sizable advantage for the Lakers if they're playing up to their potential. Yeah, that's to me. 
Uh, we saw it last time they played. Um, they don't have a typical five to guard Montrez because that's who he normally struggles with, his size and length. But uh, if it's against softer, lo- softer stretch fives or stretch bigs, then I think he'll eat. So I, I think that's going to work in the Lakers' favor. Arkansas is also an option to grease fence like he normally does. And, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a talent disparity at that point. I, I like the Phoenix on starting five quite a bit. I-, I-, yes. I-, I really do think it'll be competitive. But at the same time, I think the Lakers just have too much talent and depth. Uh, and if this, this is going to be their first series, so we'll see Frank Vogel as a game game, um, and we'll see if Phoenix can match that. But really, it's just there's no answer for the Lakers front court in size, and, and I think the Lakers get it done. So I've got a question coming in here: Who's going to guard Chris Paul? I think it's the same thing as tonight. It's going to be a combination of primarily Dennis Schroeder and Alex Caruso. Those are the two guys that are going to be the primary defenders on Chris Paul, and I think that together they are two of the better defensive point guards in the NBA. I tonight was not a good night for Dennis Schroeder. It was a good night for Caruso. I hope to see better out of Schroeder in this next series. Cause don't forget Schroeder played alongside Chris Paul for, for, uh, for some time in OKC. And so I'm curious to see if he's able to really lock in because he's so used to playing against CP three. Um, somebody mentioned Dennis is not a clamp down defender. Agreed. He's not, he's not, but he's feisty, but he, he brings the energy. He brings the effort there. Chris Paul may be able to exploit him in terms of just the just with making smart cuts and smart plays uh, and getting to his spots, but Schroeder's going to bring the energy on that end of the floor, and I think that can matter. If it doesn't, then we're going to see what we saw tonight, where Caruso gets the bulk of the minutes there. Yeah, Den- Dennis isn't a lockdown guard by any making as far as the point of attack defender and making it hard for guys to get by him and then also you know just his the defensive instincts rotating and knowing when to switch and stuff uh i think dennis holds up really well he's not alice caruso's level as a defender but i think dennis holds up just fine and so i i think rotation against the phoenix suns in my opinion i've got um somebody tony ruffin said from youtube said schroeder's stock just plummeted so it pulled a Bitcoin or all the cryptos today. They they all plummeted uh, last oh, night. Yeah. And then they, they bounce back a bit. But uh yeah, that's uh that's uh, look, Schroeder, he didn't do himself any favors tonight, that's for sure, in terms of heading into free agency. That's for sure. Did some of the some favors. of the baskets he you know, you talk about him being an over optimistic passer, just uh-huh. some of those turnovers, those buckets he missed by the rim, man. Like that was pretty frustrating tonight. For sure. It yeah. was not not a great performance from him. Senpai N- NFT from YouTube said, uh, with a super chat, said, Phoenix resident here got my tickets. Awesome. I think Vogel needs to quit the uh, politics and just bring Schroeder off the bench. Caruso is too good. I wonder if it does impact how determined they are to bring back Schroeder next season. Like, if he gets a huge offer, are the Lakers more okay with letting him walk away and not and seeing what Caruso's been doing? Uh, Caruso's a free agent himself, though. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm really curious, though. I haven't looked into this yet, but it's something I need to. I want to see what what do Suns fans think right now? Like, having, I, I spent time, spent a long time living in, in Phoenix, and I can tell you, Suns fans, like, Lakers fans don't really care much about Suns fans or, or the Phoenix Suns in general, right? The Lakers don't look at the Suns as a rival, just like the Lakers don't look at the Blazers as a rival the Spurs, whoever. We don't see them as a rival unless we're like actively playing against them in a series and it's gotten really chippy. But even then, they're not really a true rival. Lakers fans see the Clippers because the the in-city thing and the Celtics as their rivals. I don't even right? see the Clippers as rivals. And and Matt doesn't even see the... And maybe, yeah, look, I'm using the term rival loosely in terms of who gets Lakers fans worked up and who makes them kind of bring that hate. It's the Clippers and the Celtics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For for the Suns though, and the Suns fans, they hate the Lakers, but they're also, I think, kicking themselves right now and in disbelief over what's happened. That they have their best season in ten years or whatever it is, and they get the Lakers in round one. That's that's pretty <laughs> brutal. We well, could well, well, Trev. We might have to. We'll, we'll just have to give up uh, Gary Sheffield. We'll have to give him a <laughs> ring and see how he's feeling. Oh man! Very true. Uh, I, I I did I did address 
part of that about Dennis coming off the bench. In in theory or on paper, it makes a lot more sense because that was his role with Oklahoma, right? And then also, too, his skill set just seems to mesh better with the bench because when LeBron goes out, it'd be, it'd be useful to bring Dennis in as a change of pace guy. But it's too drastic of a change because he started the whole regular season. Um, I think it would be. I don't think it would be good to do that just to drastically start Caruso and have Dennis come off the bench. I think if anything, what you'll see is token starter minutes, like we've been saying with Andre Drummond, but this yeah. time for Dennis. Dennis will start. He'll get his notation in the first quarter, and then depending on how the game goes, maybe you just start with Alex Caruso in the second half. But I, I think Dennis has ingrained himself in that starting point guard spot and he's been there the whole season so i really can't imagine frank vogel doing that but i do agree that i think the so um i think it's just going to be token starter minutes going forward agreed yeah i i think that's what we're going to see i mean again matchup dependent and it depends on how well he's playing you know right. i think frank vogel showed tonight that if he's not playing well he's not going to be on the floor Right, like that's that's what it comes down to because he's got other options to turn to. So it'll be interesting to see what Schroeder does from here on out. I, I, I'm not writing him off at all. I think he can still make an impact. I think he can still be an important player for the Lakers. I think he can make plays. He can be a guy that can make a difference. Tonight was not that night for him, though. He needs, you know, yeah. Trev. You know, you know what he needs to do throughout this playoffs is he needs to give us some Rajon Rondo like performances from last season. You know what I mean? He needs to fill that void a little bit. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, not excuse, but he is coming off the health and safety protocol, so I think he's working himself back a little bit. I know that. I know no one's going to want to hear that, and they're going to think we're just making excuses. But I do want to just point that out that you know he's also still working himself back. So I've got a comment here from, uh, well, it's a username, says Genie Bus, but but <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it really is Genie Bus, thanks for watching. Hey, Genie. Oh, I see <laughs> it. I see it. <laughs> Trevor, do you think THT and Keith will get minutes in the playoffs? Dennis might leave this summer, so THT is going to be big next season. Keith really played well for us in the playoffs. I don't think it matters who's leaving and who's not this offseason who gets minutes now it's about who's going to win right now period does it con, con, contractual status does not matter as far as that goes we saw tht get six minutes tonight early we saw tht essentially in the last season playoff role that he had he may be a little bit more useful in other series but tonight frank vogel trusted the veterans in a must-win situation and i'm not that surprised yeah, we, we, we can't be playing the game where we need, we need to satisfy everyone on the team. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, get, I get the reasoning. Like, it'd be a good experience for THC to get these reps in the playoffs. But as a Laker fan, and especially as the coaching staff and the players, you just want the guys out there that, are gonna, that you can depend on and that you know are going to help you <laughs> win games. So, if... Here, I'll if, if, if for whatever reason Dennis has a smaller role in the playoffs and it's the reason why he leaves, but the Lakers ultimately end up winning, are you really going to complain about that? No, you're going to be happy you won a title, right? So that's that's what all this comes down to. If THT for some reason decides to leave because he wanted more of a role, and like, of course, that's going to sting a lot to you. But again, you care about the present. You care about winning right now. Whoever can do that for me, I don't care who it is. I want those guys in. So whoever it may be, if it's THG and Dennis, great. If it's not, then, you know, you, 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 happy if that's what it, if that's what it is. I've got a, a comment here uh, from Lakers nation, the Lakers nation Twitter account, Alex Caruso after the game, Caruso thinks the play in game was a blessing in disguise for the Lakers because it allowed them to play through a do or die game, especially for the new guys on the roster, like, are the Lakers now better off, do you guys think, having played this game and been through this kind of a battle, does this give them that kind of, like, battle-tested, I don't know, experience moving forward now? Like, are they going to be a tougher team to deal with because they played this game? I think any I reps think- are good reps. You know what I mean? Like, especially for where we've been at the last uh, few weeks. So I think any game like this is going to be a plus, you know what I mean, to build – cohesiveness guys gets their uh, legs back underneath them get a rhythm all that type of stuff matt no 100 percent agree like does this game make them worse no 
Wow. So at, at at worst, you stay the same or you get better. And in this case, I think they get better. They haven't been really... This regular season's been so hard. But I think in particular as a fan, it's because we know this team hasn't been trying as hard because there just weren't any stakes. But I think having actual game pressure, having a game that mattered, you know, there was a real possibility they could have lost tonight. So, you know, I think being able to overcome all of that from a mental standpoint is a lot. But, but I think from we saw guys playing their full allotment of minutes. We saw a real rotation from Frank Vogel. We saw them pull out a win, which to me says that, hey, look, even though we were down 13 points at the half, we were able to come back and win this game. I think, you know, this just makes the Lakers better. Uh, Battle-tested is probably the best word, but I, I think going they just keep getting better each and every game. So um, I, I'm happy, obviously, that they won, but I do think this sets them up a little bit better heading into the playoffs. And I think for the fans, too, it's, it's a little bit of relief, right? Now we've seen them win a big game. We know that they can do it. They can call upon that higher level we're used to seeing. So I, I think it's good for everyone, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of magic to walk away from a game like this with a win, right? I mean, it takes LeBron hitting a ridiculous fallaway three. It takes Anthony Davis really getting going towards the end of the game. When it looks like all is lost, the team is able to somehow turn it around. I think being able to keep your cool in those moments is really important. I mean, let's face it, like, this is what we're banking on, right? Against the Phoenix Suns. The Suns are a talented team. They're very, very good. I think the Lakers do have some matchup advantages over them. But the Suns are a good team. But we said the Lakers, we, we would prefer to see the Suns and not the Jazz because of the experience factor. This was a nice experience game for a team that hasn't had this many games together, like hasn't had a lot of experience like this to play together, but they have a lot of veterans who have been in tough spots before. So I think this only helps them continue to grow. And then you're going to be playing a team that's relatively playoff inexperienced. Like if the Suns were in this situation tonight, the exact situation the Lakers are in, are they walking away with a win in this one? I don't think so. And that's kind of what we're banking on in the next round. That's a good point. So, uh, yep, this is ultimately a good thing for the Lakers. I think this is something for them to for sure build upon. Uh, they get themselves some much needed rest, and uh, and I'm ready to go for round one. Let's go, let's go. Some people are asking, where is Ron Gutterman? Ron was at the game Ron's tonight. At the game. Ron was at the game, so we were texting him, letting him know that when the Lakers were not playing poorly, or were, or, I'm sorry, were playing poorly, it was indeed his fault. And that he needed to do, <laughs> do something to try to fix that at the game. He needed to give the team a pep talk, coach them up or something. But yes, Ron was in the building tonight at the game. So that's why he's not on here with us. And, and, and we told Ron that if Lakers did lose tonight, we would hold him accountable. Yes. That it was his fault. So uh, luckily for us, they didn't lose. They won. So Ron, you are off the hook. I think Ron's 2-0 at Staples Center this year, actually. <laughs> we should send him more yeah, often. We should send him more often. All right, also guys. My, also, before oh, we leave, I just want to say my hair is on a six-game winning streak for anyone that thinks it's bad luck. Oh, pretty good. Impressive just, stuff there. Just FYI. <laughs> All right, everybody. We appreciate you guys joining us. What a night. The Lakers walk away with a win, a three-point win, a heart stopper. About it's as, as stressed as I can remember being during a basketball game, at least this season, anyway. Totally. Uh, but at least the Lakers walk away with the win, and now they start the NBA playoffs on Sunday against the Phoenix Suns. Going to be a great one. Can't wait for it. Rest up, Lakers. Rest up three days. Get some rest. LeBron, heal up, and let's get ready to go on Sunday. Thank you, everybody, for joining us from YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. You guys are awesome. Let's get ready because now the playoffs are officially starting come Sunday. Stay safe, everybody, and see you.